I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. So it looks like Silicon Valley Bank's meltdown has caused some serious trouble. The latest casualty of this financial upheaval is Signature Bank, a prominent institution based in New York, which was forced to close its doors on Sunday. The closure of Signature Bank now stands as the third largest banking failure in the storied history of the United States, right after SVB's collapse. Yes, we are back with another SVB story, but trust me, the drama around it keeps getting interesting. According to the New York State Department of Financial Services, Signature Bank has fallen under the jurisdiction of Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation or FDIC. The bank posted assets worth over 110 billion dollars and deposits totaling 88.59 billion dollars by the close of last year. But wait, how is the state actually helping out these banks? Because as per the latest scoop, The hunt for a buyer for Silicon Valley Bank is apparently a lost cause. Over the weekend, Janet Yellen, the U.S. Treasury Secretary, made it clear that while the government was keen on preventing a financial quote-unquote contagion from SVB's meltdown, they would not be bailing out the bank. Instead, to stabilize deposits, the Federal Reserve and the FDIC has announced its intention to take quote-unquote extraordinary measures specifically it plans to cover the costs of both banks deposits including uninsured amounts that exceed the fdic's limit of $250000 to accomplish this the deposit insurance fund a reserve paid for by banks through quarterly fees will contribute to the payment of these costs moreover the funds will also be financed by selling off svb's assets This means that the expenses will not be directly covered by taxpayers and the government's goal is to ultimately help out the depositors at the earliest. But the bank drama doesn't end here. In another part of the world, specifically the UK, HSBC has made a surprising announcement that it has acquired the UK branch of Silicon Valley Bank for a shockingly low price, which is less than the cost of a monthly subscription to Hotstar in India. The deal was completed for a mere 1 British pound which is roughly equivalent to just 99 Indian rupees. But anyway, the Bank of England has stated that the acquisition of Silicon Valley Bank's UK division was crucial to ensure the stabilization of SVB UK and uninterrupted delivery of banking services. Moreover, it was a strategic move to minimize disruptions to the UK tech sector and instill confidence in the overall financial system. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I am Manaswini, and this is the deep dive for 14th March 2023. A year after the infamous slap hogged all the attention at the Oscars, the award season is back to script a new history. Thankfully, without any controversies. Expectedly, everything everywhere all at once swept most of the big awards 
all at once best picture best director original screenplay film editing and also best supporting actor and actresses like the whole range and you know what compared to some of the other heavyweight contenders like avatar 2 and top gun maverick this eccentric yet heartwarming multiverse action comedy movie was actually made on a rather modest budget of less than 20 million dollars by independent studio a24 and if you've watched the film then you'll agree with me that it was nothing short of a spectacular it was unusual and it was passionate the limelight is of course on michel yo the film's lead actor who plays a struggling laundromat owner she became the first asian woman to earn best actress in the history of academy awards two decades after halle berry broke the all white winner record another strong contender for this category was possibly kate blanchett who delivered an astounding performance as a renowned conductor in the movie tar but hands down this is the year of michelle yo but you know it's also been a historic evening for india i'm sure all of us had our fingers crossed for rrr's catchy song natu natu ever since it bagged a golden globe and sure enough it is bringing an oscar home for best original song that's not the only oscar for india though kartiki gonzalez and guneet monga's netflix film the elephant whisperer won the best documentary short and by the way this is guneet monga's second oscar in 2019 her documentary called period end of sentence also bagged an oscar but honestly if you ask me the unlikely winner here is actually netflix yes it is here to keep us all hooked to its shows and make us binge them over the weekend but it's also here to aggressively up its game and win awards netflix had bagged its first oscar nomination in 2014 for the square in best documentary feature since then it has heavily featured in this category and best documentary short subject and has even picked up a few awards for itself this year it had 16 nominations across all categories this includes nine nominations for all quiet on the western front a german language anti war film on world war 1 which was a contender for best film and well looks like it's going home with its bags quite full other than the elephant whisperers the streaming platform won five other oscars four went to all quiet on the western front for international feature cinematography original score and production design also Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio got the best animated feature film. But what is Netflix doing to reap the benefits of these wins? How is it figuring out its content strategy especially in India? Soumya Gupta, the Signal's media and entertainment writer, joins us in the Signal Daily for the first time in this episode to give us insights into the streaming platform's award-driven game plan. Over to you Soumya. Netflix has been tweeting about both the India Oscar winners Natu Natu from RRR and the Elephant Whisperers and not just today Netflix has been riding the chatter around RRR's global success since last year across marketing channels this is potentially an inflection point for the company in India because it has been taking its time fixing its content strategy here and since at least 2021 what Netflix has been trying to do is change its position it remains a premium global service meant for that discerning viewer uh, also in the way that it's priced 
but it also wants to be rooted in indian entertainment and culture not just in bollywood or in one kind of film industry so both oscar winners from india this year are not bollywood titles that really cements netflix's claim to being an inclusive global voice of all kinds of indian entertainment rrr's telugu original by the way is on z5 but it is netflix that has gone all out marketing the title now for example right now if you log in from india onto the netflix app you'll see rrr on the trending top 10 list on the home page now what's netflix's end game here i think it will be to kind to re- replicate the kind of success it has had in south korea where it has gone heavy on commissioning originals in k dramas and popularizing them everywhere not just in india or not just in korea this january cnn reported netflix will spend 300 million dollars on 34 korean titles that's its biggest slate ever it has already spent 700 million dollars before according to this report and netflix said that over 60% of all its subscribers watched some kind of korean content last year so clearly this genre is working for them not just in south korea but across the world and in india that will probably be its successful strategy for them to commission titles across indian languages that are equally successful at home and abroad i think it shows in the recent originals that were released in india there's class which was a remake of netflix's spanish original elite and then there's indian matchmaking which came back with the season 2 and has a heavy emphasis on the desi diaspora so now of course with a historic year for india at the oscars i don't think any streaming service will get a better marketing plan than this If you like listening to the Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcast and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello@theratethesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Shorbury and me Manaswini, edited by Venkatanand, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. 